Hi, I am Nivid Brambat and welcome to my show, My Not So Profound Thoughts. Today we have with us Mr. Madhusudan Mishra, who was a former director at Hazira LNG Port, a joint venture between Shell and Total Group. Before that, he was in Lafarge, India and started his career with Tata Steel. Right now, he is the director of an MNC company and he has an expertise in strategic business plans, management information and analysis, budgetary control, financial accounts, consolidation, internal controls and many other things. Today we are going to talk about doing business in COVID-19 times and beyond. Uh, so, sir, the main thing is like small businesses have faced the trouble during lockdown. So, how do small businesses do business in a uh, lock during the COVID nineteen? So, the COVID nineteen is going to stay. So, how do we plan and do business with it? Uh, Nitin, I'm sorry, but I missed the entire uh, you know part of yours because because of the internet connectivity. I guess you introduced me, but I do not know how you introduced me. But it is fine, and I missed your question. Uh, I uh, I heard you saying that how does a small business survive in COVID nineteen times? That's right. Is that what you you were asking? Yes, sir. That is right. That how the COVID nineteen is going to stay. So how does MSMEs and small businesses survive with COVID-19? Mm. I think first of all, COVID-19 is still evolving. Uh, we are still seeing uh, you know, very early impact of COVID-19. We do not know for sure how long this will uh, and how many people actually will be impacted. Uh, obviously, people's habits, people's behavior, uh, people's practices, business practices would be impacted. Uh, you know, the long-term impact will depend on how long this this kind of uh, epidemic situation continues and how many people are affected. But that is one one thing is for sure that the small businesses or I mean, obviously, there are many segments in the small businesses as well. Uh, one is the typical Gallaki Dukan or the, you know, the standalone shops, and another are obviously the small scale and medium enterprises. So, coming to the, you know, the standalone shops, they will have obviously have to change their practices because uh, they will not be allowed to, you know, have crowd in their in their shops, so they will only be able to service very few customers from their shops. So they will have to change their business models. I remember going to a medicine shop and uh, and even even in a vegetable shop, and you have to stand in queue for half an hour to get a, some, some something simple. So I do not think people are going to you know tolerate that for a long time. So that is why the small businesses will have to evolve and. They have to start delivering to homes to survive in this situation. 
and probably take orders on whatsapp and then deliver it home so they will have to innovate they will have to adapt they will have to be flexible they will have to work hard i mean uh, I, i see some shops they are not willing to change so i guess in the long run they will suffer so the larger organizations like uh, uh, msme uh, you know which are larger than uh, one 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 shop i think the situation is much more critical because one uh, day bbc or large scale industry so their more you know survival is more dependent on those industries and those industries are obviously going to a downturn at this moment and we expect that that this downturn will continue for a long time so they will have to suffer uh, uh, the good part is that the government is coming up with certain schemes uh, i'm not too sure whether uh, i mean how 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 much it will actually benefit them as me but uh, one thing uh, what i think is very critical is that only those industries which are in essential sectors which essential would i would say that this people actually need is something which you know like garments probably people will will buy less of garments in these times because people will have less of uh, disposable income uh, some decorative items uh, all these things i am not too sure whether you know the market will be as pre covid and you know and the market post covid will be completely different a lot of discretionary spending i think those those amazonians will find it tough uh only those industries which are in the infrastructure sector and in the sectors which are uh, which are supplying essential goods for household for for the businesses i think they stand the best chance uh, like consumer goods uh, like uh, uh, Stationary papers, which, which people would use in any case, which would be the essential for them. Food processing; these are the goods which will uh, find a basis. Uh, but I think you know the larger question here is: COVID is only one crisis, and. Uh, in the last 12 years we have seen so much of i mean from 2008 in ecc 2008 was the, the financial crisis uh, 2000 uh, and in the last couple of years there has been a kind of cold war between in uh, china and us on the trade tariff us is going through a very uh, interesting times in the last couple of years so all these things has uh, and also the brexit and also you know the tension within the european union and now this covid so we have come to a situation now where crisis is not something which is abnormal but crisis is something which is kind of quite normal nowadays so this is the biggest challenge which amazon would have to face because uh, if they 
let's suppose, you know, in, in 2008, they developed a plan for going through the financial crisis. Now, <clears throat> that plan would not succeed in the US-China trade war scenario. But the plan for US-China trade, trade war scenario, that plan would not succeed in COVID-19 scenario. But the plan now for COVID-19, that plan would not succeed in the next global you know, climate change scenario. Or some, uh, you know, uh, you know, I I think the post-COVID world would be very very brutal, very different, and uh, this is another challenge where uh, MSMEs would have to adapt very quickly. Um, crisis are going to come now. This is a very great situation. Number two, whatever they adopt. Uh, through COVID-19, that may not be successful in the next crisis. What is more important is to look at the entire uh, you know, business model or the essentiality or the criticality of the products we are making. If an MSME is in a sector which is not beneficial to the society, which is not beneficial to the public, and which is dependent more on the you know the sides of the of the market then i think it has enjoyed the time as long as it it enjoyed uh, but the, the future tide is not guaranteed so there would be some, some negative consequences for them sometimes the tide would be good so they will close and the tide would not be so good so they might sink so it is important to, uh, to reassess that whether uh, uh, you know, the MSME is an in the industry which is beneficial to the society, which is sustainable in the long run. And uh, if it is not so, then I would suggest that MSMEs look for other opportunities which are evolving still now uh, in post-COVID scenario and in, in, the, in the world so far that they need to look into that. So, so uh, we talked about the infrastructure problem and uh, you mentioned that infrastructure that will be the main thing that a developing country should focus on. So, sir, what type of infrastructure do you think that currently India requires to focus on for a long-term perspective, if we say for 10 years, 15 years or 20 years? So, which type of infrastructure would be needed for now? Yeah, so infrastructure would mean, you know, better rail, rail connectivity, better road connectivity. Uh, I would not uh, so much insist about the air connectivity because it is obviously dependent on the market. I am looking at the larger population of the of the country, which needs the road, rail, rail connectivity, a faster rails, quicker rails, on-time rails, more rails. Uh, you know, so that people are much more mobile from place to place. We we do have a very good infrastructure, but it is still not world standard. Railway, rail connectivity, uh, road connectivity, the housing for uh, for the poor. So far, housing has been focused primarily on the rich or ultra rich or middle class. We need we need to look at. I mean, look at the migrant crisis. Now, if there would have been some 
reasonably priced houses for these migrants, then they would not have required to move around. Right. So this is the infrastructure which we are talking about. Because if these infrastructures, I mean, and first, I mean, the first important thing is that why do why do these migrants need to come from their states? I mean, why can't these states have those businesses, those infrastructures where these migrants do not have to move out of those states and those areas? So that means there are there are many areas. Like like Bombay, which is actually suffering from lack of infrastructure because there are a lot of people coming, and there are people. I mean, there are places where people are not living, are going out of those villages or towns, and because of them, the infrastructure is not being developed. Equitable distribution or appropriate or optimal distribution of infrastructure across India, so that people find jobs. closer to where they are staying and not so so far from there where they are staying and i am not saying that they should find uh, you know uh, a very very poor paying job but they should find reasonably good job where they are staying and that is what i mean to say by infrastructure i i i am not sure whether how 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 manrega is actually helping in those infrastructure but uh, that is what the government focus and also infrastructure would mean better schools you know better colleges everywhere i mean if you and infrastructure if if, if you look at like you know students i mean students are moving from migrants is, is is one thing students are another type class of migrants you know they have gone from uh, calcutta to manipal or from calcutta to kota so people are moving in you know in large numbers across across india By 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 some chance, you know, all colleges were closed pre-COVID. I mean, couple of days pre-COVID, so that they could move in time. Otherwise, they would have been another migrant, right? So, I mean, why does a person need to go so far away from his home to you know to study a simple graduate degree? Why cannot there be? I mean, and, and where he is going, they are not world world-class institutes. They are just. there because there is no good school or college in the eastern india or in the northern india i mean if you look at up bihar bengal and northeast and odisha and even parts of telangana and jharkhand and mp i mean how many good colleges are there so that means we are actually not focusing on 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 such infrastructure and and also on the backup of these infrastructure in the sense that you know good teachers how do you create good teachers how do you create good carpenters how do you create good good masons you know so these are the things you know be very very you need to create interest and these are areas where uh, where we have so far uh, you know uh, you know the indian society has uh, assumed that this is the job of the government and this is where i am saying these are the opportunities where people can uh, actually come into you know picture uh, and promote i mean what is stops an msme to or maybe collection of msmes to start a training institute wherein all the workers which are there which are coming to those you know those msmes are trained skilled 
or disturbs them but they are not interested in that they they, they rely on government to help them but it is not the job of the government yes it is job of government but the government cannot do everything absolutely absolutely uh, the msmes have to come come forward uh, there you know the society has to come forward and find find solution to its problem we are looking only at government to find solutions it, it is not going to come the government has its own problem the government will look for solutions for us only where it is also solving some of the government's problems but otherwise we'll have to self solve our own problems and that is where i think there are new opportunity waste management i mean waste management is a huge area wherein we have not even thought of how many good companies could not remember any listed company or any reputed company which is in waste management there are not that money it is it is such a i mean there is a waste is being generated every day everywhere and there is i mean it is the source of energy it is the source of you know good fertilizer it is the source of uh, i mean probably you know uh, recycling materials but we are not we are not uh, i mean scientifically or very very methodically we are not focusing on these areas that is where i am saying you know everyone whether it is a small scale uh, enterprise or a large scale enterprise or a small small shop owner they are all focused on profit making or maximizing the profit at some times it might help but in the long run it does not help because in order to create profits you have to create and contribute to the circumstances which create a stable environment in the society and in the country so that the profit can be generated if there is no stable environment there is no stability in your economic scenario then obviously profit cannot be done uh so sir currently looking at this situation uh, the msmes as well as the other businesses have to get prepared for certain uncertainties like this the pandemic situation or so we also need to plan for this situation am i right yes uh, we, we 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 need to plan for not only for covid but also i think now you know the, the global view point has to change should we plan only for covid 19 and should we just think about whether what will happen if india is changing some of the scenarios or maybe china is changing some of its policies or us is changing some policies or we think ahead about next last next 10 years what are the crises which might come in next 10 years what are the crises that might come in 15 years because if i i set up a business today i mean that's what is happening to the startups today if you see there have been so many startups in the last 5 uh, years and they were just running the assumptions that everything would be fine but they were not factoring the other crises which were going to hit the you know company the the economy or the global market uh, and suddenly crisis came out of nowhere and they are also now staring at very bleak future so 
not only msme but every every business enterprise has to plan for what else could be could be going wrong in the society or in global scenario in the next 10 years let us only talk about next 10 years so after covid 19 there would be i think the globalization would be uh, would be on its last stage it has already been going very uh, you know slow or going to be a deglobalization in the last couple of years or maybe four years since trump came into picture or since brexit started uh i think post covid globalization will take a back seat so there might be some benefit in india uh and i think so it, it will happen at least in the short run for the next that local industries would be preferred over the uh, over the companies which are coming from outside or the products which are coming from outside so it will happen it will happen for the next 5 6 years but whether it will sustain because if there is another another crisis like uh, you know uh, a drought or a famine or a you know unseasonal floods or shortage of water then what, what will happen so i think we are we have entered into a, a very uncertain phase for the world as a whole for the next 20 years and uh, we do not have to plan only for covid but we have also have to plan for climate change we have to plan for famine we have to plan for deglobalization we have to plan for uh, uh, health crisis we have to plan for lack of trained manpower in in the country and everywhere else so i i i i think it is very important for msmes or let us talk only about msmes because your question is specific to msmes so uh, we Actually, can talk we can talk about mncs also as well because if we see that uh, in the, at a global or large scale uh, the level at which mncs are affected at a larger scale msmes are affected because they are interlinked and connected to the mnc so it is like a global chain so it would be helpful that we talk about mncs as well as msmes yes so instead of mncs i mean i would i would rather try to talk about economy because if economy is impacted obviously mncs or large large scale companies would be impacted uh but uh, you know they have the pockets to sustain that impact for a for a for a longer period of time but msmes are you know somewhere in, in in between and they do not have that risk taking capability their margins are uh, much constrained uh, their scales are much less than what you know uh, a large scale company has so and and the the, the uh, important point is that large scale companies have the expertise you know at in, in many cases to weather this storm but msmes are sometimes you know 
and that is where i was coming to that msmes are sometimes very cocoon they are in a very you know small narrow shell of their they, they they do not come out of their shell uh, their their business acumen is very 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 high their intelligence is very high uh, but uh, their adaptability to the situation sometimes uh, becomes a bit, bit rigid so that is where i think uh, it is very important for msmes to come at a common platform discuss uh, a, a road map for next 10 years i mean it, it is very common for a large company to make a strategic plan for next 10 years but i do not know how many msmes do a strategic plan for 10 years or 12 12 or 5 years they, 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 they do not they just see the annual cash flow and maybe the annual budget uh, that's it they do not prepare a Uh, a strategic plan for next 10 years that what are the threats which could be coming in our way and how to diversify or how what are the areas which we need to look into a lot of msmes are in, in are, are in their business because of some traditional family reasons not because of any uh, you know uh, any any strategic thinking so that is where they have to uh, pool their resources there must be some msme body which which could advise them they should uh, sit together find uh, ways from experts to see how they can improve their understanding of the economy the understanding of the threats which are going to come to the economy and the global economy and also what are the opportunities which could be coming in large companies are very equipped to to do all these studies but msmes or small scale companies they are not equipped to do all this. so they have to focus on uh, on on pooling their resources pooling their you know uh, intelligence to find ways out of this sir so the good uh... part about msme yeah sorry the, the good, just, just to conclude on that the good part about msme is that they can be very flexible uh, they they can be much more flexible than a large company so it is their strength but uh, they have to you know probably remain up to date with the global changing global scenario so so we have had the economic stimulus also and uh, we talked that we needed infrastructure so sir you being of of a finance guy sir what type of uh, financial reforms are needed in current scenario because last time we had a financial reform was somewhere in 2008 or 13 and uh, it has not evolved that much when we see that most of the companies face the problem of accounts receivable so how should be the financial reform and what all should be there i think uh, more than the financial reform it is the administrative reform which is required uh, because you know even if the government's intention is very good or the policies are very good the way they are implemented you know the accountability of the public official the accountability of those who are actually in charge of implementing them or the will power of the political leaders that is where i think the reform is much more needed than you know than the than the financial reform uh, 
whatever they have been you know actually i have stopped watching budget for last 10 years because i i i now realize that it is not a very great exercise it is a futile exercise people just give policy statements and uh, then there is no follow up on those statements so what we need in this country is the governance reform the accountability of public officials to the task which they are supposed to do and to so just like we have kpis in our in our in our companies or in our corporate there should be kpis specific kpis of these these officials if you go around i mean there have been so many procedural changes in the government but the, the delay or the corruption still remains the same probably it has become it has increased so i mean the, the number of processes should be you know reduced the number of persons involved should be reduced If for one one license you have to go to ten windows, then it obviously increases the corruption. And why it is happening? Because of lack of competent people, you know, who can who can decide. It just needs some simple processes. Because people are not interested in those simple processes, things take time. So I am not saying that we do not need financial reforms. We we do need, but that also means. we need to reduce the interference of the government in many of the you know, or or rather increase the accountability of the government government officials to do the task which they are supposed to do what they have done in agriculture it is very you know i think uh, very good but again it is just a policy statement unless it is actually done we do not know if it is done or not i mean they are saying that a farmer can sell goods to any mandi which is good but when it will be implemented we have been listening to about to 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 this idea since for two years but it has not been happening <clears throat> so this is where i'm saying the government or the political leadership or the administration says something that we will do this but by the time they do this probably they they, they need to do double of that you know <clears throat> it's like you know laying a road where there are only 100 uh, residents living so by the time you construct the road of 2 meters there are only about 1000 people living so that means you would have you, you needed a 4 meter road rather than a 2 meter road so that is the problem we need governance reform more than the uh, you know the economic reform i think we have that many changes and 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 top of that also whenever there is a push back from the industry and from the economic uh, sector just like uh, the the bankruptcy code if you see the intention behind bankruptcy code is good but every bankruptcy proceeding is taking much much longer than it is originally envisaged in the code why because people go on challenging the you know judgments in uh, tribunal and then high court and then supreme court and then again review petition and then again after another another petition so that means i mean the mindset of the people the mindset of the i would say the entire governance structure right from a clerk level to a you know to the, to the minister level needs to improve 
Sir, so uh, I was thinking about ESG. What I mean by ESG is environment, sustainable, and governance. So, how important it is for small companies to plan for a long-term vision, keeping these three things in mind. So, uh, I think you have raised a very, very hot topic. Uh, it is like this so now if you are uh, if you are a you know family person now if you want to be you know uh, i would say i would not use the word free but if you, if you want to be autonomous you want to be free from inter interference or pressure from external forces then you need to be strong enough within you strong enough in your financial needs strong enough in your in the finance, uh, you know, economic uh, needs, strong enough in your, uh, you know, thought processes. So going forward, if this country needs to be, or in any any country, I, I, I hope every country becomes like that. Every country has to be financially autonomous, autonomous from the goods perspective. That whatever goods it, you know, are essential to it, they are produced in those countries or in the nearby countries where it has very good relationship. And also a very strong, you know, thought process, I mean, thought processes for an individual, but for a society, for a country, a very, you know, uh, strong ethic, uh, ethical behavior, which is unfortunately lacking in our country. So once these three things are achieved, in view of our economic, uh, our, our, our environmental background, we now need to ensure that we are not damaging the environment. We are producing things in a, in a, in a manner wherein we are not dependent exceedingly on other places or countries, wherein most of our people are productively employed and those who are not employed, we have some options, opportunities for them. So, unless these three things are, you know, taken into consideration, then our business model, our economic model, our economic fundamentals are not molded according to these fundamentals. It will become very difficult in the next 20 years for India to become strong or for the world economy to survive, because we are going to have will be unprecedented in the history of the world. I mean, I, I keep hearing saying people that, you know, these famines or these pandemics are very, you know, normal in nature. We had a famine in 1920. We had a famine uh, or a pandemic in 1820. So every 100 years we have something. I mean, it seems like they are the, you know, Jyotish masters and saying that sometimes Rahu comes and then there will be pandemic and whatever. The pandemic comes or a famine comes because of mistakes of human beings. That does not come because of any, you know, it, is, it, has, it has a mood to come every hundred years. It is not visiting us every hundred years. It is because of our own mistakes, it happens. Uh, just as an aside, I mean, just like we are having a debate, what is the origin of 
corona virus we still do not know what was the origin of 1920 flu or 1820 flu so that means we had a we had a pandemic which killed millions of people and we still do not know how how it came about so this is ironic probably 50 years down the line i do not know who will win this war this, this corona war the history will be written like that that uh, we do not know where the corona virus came into so we have to be very very uh, responsible in the way we are doing our business and not only the businessmen but also the consumers because the consumers are uh you know their 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 consuming habits is what is driving the you know producers so corona virus i would be very very sad if this opportunity which corona virus has presented us it has taken such a huge toll on the economy on on, on so many on so many families so many persons that if all this Uh, effort goes waste and people will still come back to the same old methodology then i think it will be complete waste of this uh, this crisis so we, we need to change our fundamental belief systems we need to change our consumption patterns we need to change our uh, you know uh, i was just uh, reading an article today wherein it says that because of the worldwide almost locked down the carbon carbon emissions have reduced but they have reduced only by 4% if the lockdown continues till uh, june and, and it recovers after june then it would have been reduced the the total carbon emission would have reduced by 4% over the last year wherein our target for global warming is much 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 more in spite of all this lockdown of about 80% of world's population even then the carbon emission is low less by only about 4% that means there is something fundamentally wrong with the way we have been actually working that means it needs a fundamental shift in our you know economic model to achieve the carbon uh, carbon emission level so it is not only the production it is also the consuming behavior which is actually changing the uh, you know climate because we are buying more which we do not need we are eating more which is harmful to us we are storing more things which then we can actually open them have a dustbin wherein people things are stored you know this the so the malls have become you know storage houses or warehouses of materials which they sell in in discount so we are consuming so many things which we actually do not need so this this behavior needs to change and once this behavior needs to change the, the you know the the uh, behavior of the large scale corporations or msmes or the you know the producers would change this will drive the economic sustainability we have we have focused too much on fossil fuels we have focused too much on you know uh, coal about you know the uh, 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 you know the uh, 
main culprits of global warming but what we have not focused is the consumer behavior it is the consumer who is driving the global warming it is not yes there is obviously coal and all fossil fuels are driving but it is the consumer it is actually forcing the companies to produce more to you know consume more power and more energy and everything the consumer behavior has to change and there thereafter the economy you know the 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 companies can take economic calls to how to how to be more economically or environmentally sustainable for the next 50 years let us first see that whether we can survive this 25 years i think this this 25 years years would be very 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 crucial i remember telling some of my friends that uh, i am actually worried about the welfare of my children because and and and, and people like you because you would i mean we are almost now at half half you know half stage of our life but you have just started your productive life and you would be facing these crises in the next 25 years i never expected covid would come i, I always thought that i you know lack of water shortage of water you know global warming which will lead to huge and uh, huge increase in temperatures or very very low temperatures uh or flood uh cyclones forest fires we have already seen in in australia last time health crisis is another crisis which is going to come up because number of people are increasing number of diseases are the diseases are increasing but number of doctors are not increasing by the time a disease comes into picture you know the 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 solution or the medicine of that disease comes after 10 years that means people will suffer for 10 years. and this this is also an opportunity opportunity area for the amazon sector so yes we we need are passing through a very tough time and if we do not change our behavior our economic behavior our consumer consumerist behavior our practices as related to environment next a friend of mine was telling me wait for next 10 years it will be very 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 catastrophic so i pray he is wrong but i also pray that people change their behavior to take advantage of this crisis they should not go back to the same old school of thought that was because we are now in a different different world So, sir, if you still have few minutes, I just have a question that is a bit off topic. But most of the smaller businesses would like to hear the answer for that. That most small businesses don't know how to approach large corporates or big MNCs. So, what should be the strategy for them to approach such big businesses or MNCs? i think uh, it is very important when a, when any customer or when any vendor meets a large scale or a you know multi location industrial house or industrial company 
it is very important to convey that the person you know integrity and the value and the commitment it is very important to communicate these these values that that person can be can be relied upon that person is a person with ethics with value uh, uh, and who is who will who will not play you know uh, dirty and if this this commitment is made to the company then i do not think any company will not consider that person because every company is looking for partners who are not only efficient that is obviously the criteria but apart from being efficient efficient they have to be you know firms with integrity with value with commitment and with professionalism if these values and if these commitments are there i think that amazon or that company or that vendor will go places and but but and and these are not easy things because for that you have to uh, not not only that person but every person under that person in that shop or 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 factory has to abide by those values and that person has to imbibe those values to those persons to his team it is not uh, in, it is not material that it only the owner has the values but not the team the team has to follow the example of the owner that is where sometimes people take you know commit uh, a mistake they do not develop their team uh, adequately to represent them in you know in a, in a big assessment process and uh, i would also like to add uh, with the new atmanirbhar uh, mission modi uh, ji has announced and which certainly needs wherein uh, he advocated the use of local products but if the local products are of not good quality then nobody will use them so it is very important for every amateur or every vendor or every person who is involved in uh, in the manufacturing or in the service to commit himself to a world quality product or world quality service so the expectation he has to keep himself from from himself has to be very high and he, he has to deliver on those expectations sometimes we try to cut corners and we i i would not say sometimes but most of the times we try to cut corners our quality is not very good our products are not very good so it leads to a problem this is the time now and this is what i was mentioning about the opportunity that amazonies and everyone involved in the economy can actually contribute to make world class product not you know mediocre product if you are making a product okay there can be mistakes sometimes but you have to keep on evolving you have to keep on developing the product you should not stop a product you know uh, just like apple i mean apple has now i don't know how many 10 15 versions you have to keep evolving evolving your product till you are satisfied until the market is satisfied and even then you have to exceed the expectations so it is a very very challenging thing but it is also very fulfilling thing. 
that is where i think uh, indians have to shed their mentality of jugaad jugaad is fine as far as you know trying to find solutions but when you try to find solutions you try to find world class solutions not mediocre solutions these are the things which you know uh, every person who who wishes to deal with any large corporate or any person has to bear in mind this is very 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 so thank you sir that was a very fruitful session we had today and i hope we have some more sessions like this because the questions would be endless yeah absolutely i think uh, the more questions we ask the more answers we get and then 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 we'll have some more questions so it is something uh, unless we actually come down to work and actually start implementing these things uh whatever i have said i mean these needs i mean these are very easy to speak where implement and that is where the you know the challenge lies and that is where the fun lies so thank you very much for the opportunity i hope i have been able to make myself clear i hope i have been have been able to add some value to you know to to to, to your uh, podcast i hope it helps thank you very much so that's all for today so if you like my podcast subscribe to it on apple podcast or spotify and do give me ratings and keep sharing and also if you have any questions to ask go to our website on anchor.fm and record your message maybe we'll play it on another episode next time